You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we will address the question, are there any universal dual-cure adhesive looting cementation systems that provide natural aesthetics and high bonding strength for your indirect restorations? In this episode, our guest, Dr. Miles Cohn, will help us better understand this. Dr. Cohn is only one of two prosthodontists in the entirety of New England to have obtained additional qualifications as a certified dental technician. He owns a private practice and is editor-in-chief for The Messenger, a quarterly publication of the American College of Prosthodontists. Dr. Cohen, it's a pleasure to have you back on Dental Talk. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. We talked offline a bit, and this is very appropriate to a lot of the concerns that dentists have with all these products that are floating around. Inventory is building up, and you know one of their main concerns is to use a product that really works, that's reliable, and not have tons of it around the office, different products. So when we talked about reducing inventory related to dual cure adhesive looting cements, you came up with some really cool things that you were mentioning. Could you share some of that with us? Sure. So, you know, as you know, I'm a, a KOL, I'm a key opinion leader for GC America and many other companies. And so a lot of these products that I get, I get them for free. But despite that, when it comes time for me to ask these companies for products, like a lot of folks, yeah, I don't want to carry a large inventory. Number one, I don't have the space. Number two, it's often confusing for the assistants, right? Because I think about this stuff day in and day out. They don't, right? So even though I have in my mind what type of cement I can use for a metal ceramic restoration, say, versus a porcelain laminate veneer, sometimes the assistants don't always have that in the back of their mind is floating around. So when GC contacts me and asks me if there's any products that I'm looking for, I always tell them that I want um, the GSEM Link Force cement. And now GC, for many people that know, GC has an extensive <laughs> um, catalog of cements. I think they have more cements than just about anybody else. Um, and so, again, for me, I just like to make things very simple on myself, simple on my assistant. So one of the things that I like about Link Force is that you can use it for all indications. You can use it for veneers, for bonding veneers, or for bonding lithium disilicate crowns. Um, you can use it for metal ceramic restorations. If you're doing, say, a metal ceramic bridge, or if I was doing an all zirconia bridge, you can use it for every single material as far as I know and get outstanding success with it. Now, if you took a, a material, say, like a resin-modified glass ionomer that you can use for many of these indications, you don't always get that same bond strength. You know what I mean? So for me, this is, if I have one, a one-and-done, that's much simpler for me. I like that. You know, it, does, it just eases my day a little bit more. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Now, this is a dual-cure cement, the one that you like, um, and we're talking about GSEM Linkforce. How are the clinical applications different than a self-adhesive cement? Like for instance, GSEM Linkase. So yeah, and again, I have I have GSEM Linkase in my office as a self-adhesive cement, which is really, really great. Um, you know, a lot of people recognize that self-adhesive cements are great because you don't need to etch the tooth ahead of time. Some of that post-operative sensitivity that you get from etching the tooth, you don't often get. So again, one of the nice things about the Link Force is that you can use it both ways. You can etch the tooth or you don't have to etch the tooth. I mean, you have the option to do both. But one of the indications that I would use 
link force in versus say like linkase number one is the veneers like i would only bond my veneers with link force just based on the the chemistry of the cement and i don't think there's time in this podcast to go into that but um something else that i always get asked is everybody wants to know what do i use to bond or what do i use to cement or loot my fiber posts when i'm doing root canal um, related fixed restorations and so I will use a, a dual cure cement like Link Force for root canals versus the Linkase. And again, that has to do with some of the chemistry that happens with the dentin um, inside inside of the root canal orifice. And again, I don't know that we have time to go into the chemistry today, but um, if you look this up, a lot, this, a lot of this is in the peer-reviewed literature, and that's pretty well established. It has a lot to do with this low solubility of the looting cement so there's um yeah there's just some indications for that but that's i would use it for porcelain laminate veneers and fiber posts you're a certified dental technician as well as a prosthodontist which is really a rare thing how has your experience as a cdt and your knowledge and expertise affected your decision to use gsem Lingforce? well you know and I don't, I don't know necessarily that the cdt comes into play so much um you know a lot of the training that we received as prosthodontists we got sort of a lot of cross training with the certified dental technicians. But um, one of the things, again, that would influence my choice of cement um, really has to do a lot with feral, what's left, the tooth that's remaining, you know, and as a, I guess as a prosthodontist, because I get a lot of the really difficult cases, I get the patients who have, have ground their teeth down to nothing or have pre-existing restorations that I now need to section off. And, you know, I, I keep hoping and praying that one of these days I'm going to cut some of these old crowns off and there'll be a pot of gold under there, but it's usually a lot of recurrent decay. <laughs> I think many people can relate to this. You know, you cut an old crown off, remove the recurrent decay, and you're left looking at a little, you know, one and a half millimeter nub. It looks like one of those crappy little you know, candy corns that you get at Halloween. Right. And you think, oh my gosh, like, you know, what do I, what do I do with this? You know? So when I get those tooth preparations that are like that, I really just want to bond it. I feel so much better if I have a material, a cement, a looting agent that I can bond this to. And again, some of the other cements that are out there, again, really some of the resin modified glass ionomers, I'm not really getting a good, you know, proper true bond to that. And so that's going to really influence my choice of cement and the restorative material going down the line. Right. And what about the aesthetics of the cement? Oh, yeah. So... One of the things that I really like about some Link Force for me is that it has try and paste with it. And now a lot of people when I go to lecture are completely blown away by try and paste. You can see like the, the light bulbs go off, you know, and I think for me, I couldn't imagine not having a try and paste with my cement. So patient comes in and they have a dark stump, right? The remaining tooth structure is is really, really dark or it's a few shades. The value is a little bit darker than than the other adjacent teeth. So the cement comes with this try-in paste, which is essentially just a water-soluble gel that rinses out of the crown. It doesn't require sandblasting or anything like that. And the colors of the try-in paste correlate perfectly with the actual cement. And now this is something that, you know, I've used some other cements and they don't always marry up so well. So say for example, I'm using a bleach try-in paste, right? The bleach, cement that I'm going to use, the dual cure cement, when I try, you put the try and paste inside the veneer, try that over the preparation and have the patient stand there in the mirror, stand in the natural light and look at that restoration. I feel very confident that that is the way that it's going to look when I actually bond it and that the value is not going to drop or the other way that it's not going to be, the cement is going to be too bright. And now the shade is a little bit brighter than the adjacent teeth. So that's one thing that I really like 
at least about this system is that it has a try in paste to it. Yeah. Um, you certainly don't yeah. want to have any surprises after the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no surprises. Yeah, yeah. no surprises exactly. after that veneer is permanently cemented. Um, yeah, and I've been. And they, that's the thing. I've been there and done that before, and it's not a. It's not a happy day. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. We, For you. I totally get that. So, as far as long-term performance, we also talked about this offline. That um, the cement that you prefer has just this incredible consistency, where you're just feeling really confident that one recall visit after another this crown or this in whatever indirect restoration you're cementing in is going to be really tightly adhered to the tooth. So tell us about that. Yeah. You know, when I first started with my private practice, I had a lot of patients coming to me that had just little chips of their teeth taken off or they wanted really minimally invasive veneers, right? They'd done a little bit of research online, um, you know, and I'm reducing such little amounts of tooth structure and I'm doing some of these sort of molar onlays or, you know, just little half cusps of premolars that they chip, you know, biting on beer bottles and things like that. It took me a while. It took me, I'll be honest, it took me a few years um, where I'd still have a pit in my stomach bonding these restorations on because you just think, gosh, how, how is this going to hold? In the beginning, and again, this is me just being completely honest, I didn't have faith in the chemistry because I didn't, <laughs> I just wasn't used to it. But I'll tell you what, man, like three years out, this stuff is still holding really, really strong. That's how long I've been using uh, Link Force for about three years now. And every single one of these restorations, I, I've got donut failures, like not a single tooth has fallen off or debonded. Um, and that goes for the smallest little porcelain piece that's just replacing a molar cusp to, you know, full coverage um, veneer in the anterior. Um, so the material is really sticky. It's extremely tenacious. Make sure you're putting Teflon tape on the adjacent teeth. Make sure you're isolating really, really well. A little dab will do you. Less is more. You really do not need to fill up the restoration to the brim. And I've seen folks do this, and I've had other doctors call me and tell me, like, hey, man, I don't know. You know, they couldn't control the material. And I asked them what they were doing. They said, oh, I, you know, I gave it to my assistant, and she just, you know, filled the crown to the brim, tried to seat it. You know, there was some hydraulic pressure. <laughs> didn't see the adjacent teeth had... Um, resin restorations on them and then this cement which is a you know a dual cure resin essentially adhered to all the teeth next to it it's really sticky um and so after like i said after you know three years you know 34 36 months of use of this stuff i have complete confidence and it, that it's going to stick and i've and i've cemented some bottle caps on i'm i'm serious i mean some of these teeth some of these teeth on the second molars where there's not much more than a millimeter millimeter and a half of a uh, tooth structure remaining um it sticks. It stays. Yeah, it's nice to hear you use the term bottle caps for a, a, fi <laughs> a fine prosthodontist like yourself, who's a editor in chief of the uh, American College of Prosthodontists magazine. It's great. well, hopefully, yeah. I love, <laughs> no, no, I don't worry. That's what makes these podcasts fun. So, yeah, you know what though? As a, I'm not a general dentist. I'm I'm a retired endodontist. But That's right. if I was concerned about long-term performance of my cement, I, I'll go with the extra adhesion. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll I'll, I'll make sure oh, I, I I isolate the tooth like you do, and make sure I train my staff and say, hey, listen, you don't fill this thing up all the way to the brim, and you got to be very careful about the adjacent teeth because this stuff is extremely strong, and it's going to hold. And t tell us about marginal integrity. It, that's all looking pretty good. Three, five years. Yeah, so, and that's the other thing. You know, and again, I've used other cements and. You know, I suppose it's possible that it was technical error in the throes of my youth. <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, the, the marginal integrity of the cement is really, really good at follow-ups. Um, you know, you just, you don't see really any breakdown. It doesn't stain like a lot of other cements do. Um, and so that's one of the things that especially, you know, I don't mean to sound ageist or sexist, but, you know, young females, this is the biggest complaint that I get from these young females that had veneers done somewhere else is that the, the cement is breaking down. They're getting like a little sesame seed trapped. Um, the cement is stained, you know, they're drinking a lot of coffee, red wine, things like that. And I just don't see that with this cement as much. And again, maybe it's something proprietary that's in the cement. Maybe I'm getting better as my, as my years go on. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really solid. Yeah. So you mentioned the importance of isolation with the cement and that goes into my next question, which is the last question in this podcast. How important is it to follow manufacturer's instructions regarding a product like this or any pro or any product actually in the uh, area of uh, dual cure cement? Well, yeah, I mean, it uh, goes without saying it's very, very important. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't throw a word of caution out there again. And I know I mentioned this about the tenacity of this cement. I mean, you have to follow the manufacturer's instructions. They're not it's not a recommendation. I mean, it's there for a reason. Right. And with this particular product, there are several steps involved. Um, but, you know, and here's and I don't mean to sound crass or brash. I guess this is a podcast that can be a little bit more laid back. But, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is, I mean, the people who are using this have doctorates in dental medicine. I mean, these people aren't slouches. <laughs> you know what I mean, mm -hmm. ostensibly, you've got a lot of education. You've been through a lot. You know, dental school wasn't easy. You know, you know, for many folks who've been through a residency, that wasn't easy. I mean, a little, just a little extra effort, a little time on the front end, in my opinion, will save you a heck of a lot of time on the back end. Do it right the first time so that you're not, you know, wasting your time redoing, redoing the procedures. So, you know, with this, you've got to, you've got to etch the intaglio of the restoration, right? So you got to put that etch on there. You got to clean it out. You got to clean that with phosphoric acid. If it's like a lithium disilicate type restoration, not zirconia, <laughs> but you know, if you're using some sort of a, you know, veneer, if it's feldspathic porcelain, you know, you want to, you want to etch it, rinse it, re-etch it with phosphoric acid, rinse it, put it in the ultrasonic bath, make sure you put the primer on, you know, you want to get that coupling agent. You want to dry it under the warm hair dryer. Again, isolating the adjacent dentition, you know, putting, putting the bonding agent on, like here. I mean, there's, there's a lot of little steps, but it's like anything. It's a skill. And the more you do it, you know, I, I think for you, you, you know, doing molar root canal pretty quick. And, you know, for me, I look at all of the steps of, you know, getting the patient numb, like putting the rubber dam on and then accessing, cleaning, irrigation, object, you know, gosh, that seems to me, that seems like a lot of steps, but for you, it becomes second nature. You've done it so much. So right. it's the same thing with doing a veneer. I mean, the steps become so automated that it, I couldn't imagine, you know, have somebody having a complaint now about how many steps it takes mm -hmm. <laughs> to do that. You know? Yeah, no, and your um, point, your point's well taken because, you know, the, how the saying goes, if you don't have the time to do it right the first time, how will you make the time to do it again? So, thank you. Um, yeah, that was the quote I was thinking of. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, there <laughs> thank you go. You for filling in for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm and just. That's exactly it. And yeah. you know, of course, yeah, follow the manufacturer's recommendations. And I, you know, I understand people are creatures of habit, and sometimes. People want to take shortcuts, but um, yeah, it's definitely not a product you want to take a shortcut with. Definitely not a product you want to omit steps from. Um, oh. And again, and I don't want to find out. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to find out what happens when you don't 
add sure when you don't add the bonding agent. I mean, the literature is there and I know what it says. Right. Um, so yeah, I would prefer that not be me. You know, I prefer I don't become a statistic in a case yeah, study totally. yeah, for, for what not to do. <laughs> uh, one last question. As a KOL, is it, and it seems like it would be, is it important to you to know that you're using products by a company like GC, who you know has a lot of R&D behind it, an incredible research and development plant in Japan? Um, I don't know if you've been there. I haven't, but I've heard about it. Does that come into play when you look at these products, the actual? Yeah, it really, it really does. Um, and it's funny you mentioned that when I first got started, this is when I was in the military, and this is before we were allowed to, to have sponsors to be you know, key opinion leaders for companies. That was really verboten. Um, I was approached by a company. I won't mention any names. Um, and you know, it was the very first company I was ever approached by, and I was very early on in my career. I mean, I had just graduated as a prosthodontist, and I was really, really excited that some company wanted to give me free products. You know, the, the conversation that I would have with my wife afterwards was, you know, gosh, I, I feel dirty talking for this company because I, I don't believe it. I don't, it's not legit, <laughs> you know? And so I, I did that one time, and then I, I vowed that I was never going to do that again. And, you know, even... Even with GC, I mean, there's some of their products that I, I simply, I just don't use their products because, um, you know, and again, not to say anything negative about their other cements, but the Link 4 is just such a good cement. I feel like, you know, maybe it's cannibalized some of their sales for, you know, say like Link Ace or some of these other cements. But again, for me, again, I just want a one and done. I just want one cement. And, it, and it's nice to know that, yeah, there's been a, a ton of R&D into it. Yeah, that gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling to know that this has probably been tested ad nauseum for, you know, three or four years before I ever got it in a, in a box, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. at my office. Yeah. Well, super information, Dr. Cohen. Really enjoyed it as usual. We had a previous podcast with you a while ago. It must have been yeah. almost, I got to be close to a year ago. I don't remember. Um, Has it been too long? Yeah. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah. It might have been in September, actually, it, yeah. of last year. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Approach, it's, approach, it's September 2018, something like that. But um, yeah. Your candor is just so appreciated and really understanding what goes on in the dental office from a practitioner's point of view and someone that has your experience has been very valuable to our listeners. So we really hope to have you on again soon. And this has been very helpful. Well, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you again for having me. And I look forward to our next conversation. 